to One Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Well, good morning, One Church Park District family. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you all. I hope that you have had a wonderful Christmas with your family, with friends, wherever you're at uh, in this Christmas season. I hope you've just had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. And uh, this is that time of year between Christmas and New Year's that I know we're all still in the holiday mode. And um, I, I want to just speak to you today. I know most of you are probably at home, maybe in your pajamas, maybe eating some breakfast, maybe eating some Christmas cookies still. I don't know. Uh, but I am so glad that we can speak to you and gather in this way. Uh, I know most of our house churches, are, of course, are taking uh, this week and maybe this short season off. Uh, and we are looking forward to being back together next Sunday for our New Year's service uh, at the Winter Park Community Center. I hope you'll join us. We're going to kick off the new year in a great way. But I want to speak to you today in this moment as we are moving uh, from Christmas into the new year, uh, I want to speak to you kind of a word of encouragement, maybe less of a sermon, maybe a little word of encouragement, word of instruction on where we're headed as we move to the new year. And I want to speak to you, if you have a Bible, you can look on with me out of the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, <laughs> uh, chapter 2, verse 2, and this is a verse that may be familiar, a couple of verses that may be familiar to you all. Uh, Habakkuk says this, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. I love that passage, that couple of verses. It starts with the vision, write the vision, and then it ends with the just shall live by faith. And really, that's a great, those are great bookends because faith and vision are connected. And I know as we're moving towards the new year, this is a time for many of us that we are thinking about plans, we're thinking about goals, maybe making resolutions for the new year. And uh, there's nothing wrong with those things, but I, I want to talk about something greater than just uh, planning and something greater even than just natural vision, and that is this spiritual vision. Habakkuk says, write the vision, make it plain, that he who may run who reads it. In other words, uh, have the vision in a way that even while you're moving, while you're on the move, it's understandable. Uh, the vision is clear so that you can move according to the vision. He says, though it tarries, in other words, it may not happen immediately, but it will come to pass because the just shall live by faith. And I want to encourage you as we are looking towards 2022, uh, I want to encourage you to live by faith and to be filled with vision. And here's kind of the big idea I want to give you today is that God wants us to live with vision. God wants us to live with vision. And, you know, life can kind of blur our vision, dull our vision. But uh, God wants us to live with vision. He wants you to be filled with vision. As we look towards the new year, God wants us to be filled with vision for the new year. In fact, uh, that's why Jesus said, 
um, or, or really vision is a byproduct of what Jesus said when he said, I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. And when Jesus comes into our lives, uh, the lights come on. I love the passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 4, verse 15. Uh, it says this, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, the Galilee uh, of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. In other words, it's talking about when Jesus comes into our life, when Jesus comes into our world, he brings light. The light comes on. And just as in the natural, if you close your eyes, uh, you uh, lose your vision. Naturally, you lose your sight. And when it's dark, we can feel confused. We can feel disoriented. Uh, we can feel fearful. But when the lights come on, uh, suddenly there is clarity. Suddenly there is confidence. Suddenly there is a feeling of uh, the ability to move forward. And that's what God wants for every one of us. When Jesus comes into our, light, he, uh, into our life, He turns the lights on. And He gives us vision. That's why the Apostle Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. He's talking about not just your natural eyes that see naturally, but he's talking about the eyes of your understanding or the eyes of your heart, that internal vision that doesn't just see in the natural, but actually sees in the spirit. I love what Helen Keller said uh, she, when she said the only thing worse then not having sight is not having vision. In other words, she's saying even worse than not being able to see with your natural eyes is not being able to see with the eyes of your spirit, the eyes of your heart, or as Paul calls it, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And so as we look towards 2022, I pray that you're filled with vision for every area of your life. But specifically, I want to talk to you today about our collective vision, our communal vision as a church. And in 2021, this year, uh, we launched our Vision Builders Initiative with the goal, the vision, to have a home, a building of our own. And God has done incredible things. But as we move into 2022, I believe that God wants to once again fill our hearts with vision. He wants us maybe uh, over the last couple of years, uh, we've lost our vision. You know, it was interesting that in the year 2020, the year of vision, that all hell broke loose. And I believe that that's because the enemy always wants to hinder our vision. But when Jesus comes, the light of the world has come. He restores our vision. And so as we look towards 2022, we're so excited about the next phase in our Vision Builders initiative. And I know many of you joined us at our Vision Builders celebration, but I want to share with you again today our Vision Builders 2022 film as we look back at what God has done this year and we look ahead to the wonderful things that He has for us. And so I want to invite you to watch this video. It's about 13 minutes long. I'll come back at the end and share some next steps with you. But would you turn your attention now and join us for our Vision Builders 2022 film.
when I think about building, I think that building really runs parallel to our understanding of faith. Both are about bringing something from the realm of the invisible inspiration into the realm of tangible reality. That's why I think that the theme of building really runs throughout Scripture. We see in the book of Genesis that Abraham is looking for a city with foundations whose builder is God. The Bible tells us that the first person in Scripture that is filled with the Holy Spirit is a builder, an artisan, a craftsman to design an environment for people to encounter God. I don't think it should be lost on us that Jesus spent most of his adult life as a building contractor, ultimately declaring that his greatest building project would be the church. The Apostle Paul echoes this reality when he says that you are God's building, we are God's temple. And so ultimately, I think to be a person of faith is to be a builder. Perhaps we may never swing a hammer or lay a physical block, but every one of us is called to build something, to build a home, to build a family, to build a marriage, a business, a calling, a career, a vocation, to advance the kingdom of God. To be a person of faith is to be a builder. So this project really from the very beginning has been an act of faith. Uh, more than even a financial project, it has certainly been a faith project. Uh, we stepped out in the beginning of 2021 without uh, the money to purchase the property or down payment without a lender in place and really with more obstacles than we had opportunities, but we had a word. We had a word from God, and we believed that even through prophetic prompting, God was leading us to take a step of faith towards establishing a home for our church. And so in the early part of 2021, after finding the property at 1325 Lee Road, we made an offer on the property. And again, we recognized that there was challenges that we really did not know how we were gonna overcome them. Uh, we didn't have the finances. We didn't even have the parking, adequate parking. So we approached the neighbor about the possibility of renting his parking lot. And his words were to us, I'm not interested in renting it, but if it advances the kingdom of God, you're welcome to use it for free. And so he even was willing to sign a long-term lease committing to allowing us to use that parking lot with a 90 car capacity in addition to the parking on our property for an extended period of time. What a miracle. And after approaching multiple lenders and being declined, many banks were at that time saying they weren't interested in offering financing to churches just due to the uncertainty of the season that we had been in. But through a miraculous set of circumstances, our lender came back to us and said, hey, we want to be a part of this project. We believe that this is a good investment and good opportunity. We found ourselves at that point, we had the parking, we had the lender lined up, but we didn't have the down payment 30 days from closing. We had to raise $300,000. 
And it was an absolute miracle that in the month of May, God provided over $300,000. And so from the very beginning, this really has been an act of faith. And we've seen God again and again work in miraculous ways.
As we come to the end of 2021, moving into 2022, we are so excited for all that God has ahead for us. We've been in communication and collaboration throughout the planning process with the county and fully expect to have permits approved and to launch into the construction phase before the end of 2021. Our goal is to move into the building in the first half of 2022, even by Easter. And so we have so much to celebrate, but even as we are celebrating, we are continuing to press on. As the Apostle Paul says, not that I've already attained, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me. And so as we are celebrating, we are continuing to stir ourselves in faith, lunging forward into all that God has for us. Practically speaking, there are still needs for us in order to meet the vision that God has given to us. Practically speaking, we're still in need of AVL. We're still in need of playground equipment and cafe equipment. And as we talk about those things, what we're talking about is not just having a good cup of coffee, although we want that. What we're really talking about is creating an environment for connections. It's really not about the coffee, it's about the conversations that will happen over the cups of coffee. You know, I've led people to Christ and we've discipled people over a cup of coffee. So it's not just about coffee, it's about the conversations, the community, the connection. So we talk about AVL equipment. It's not just about lights and, and, and microphones and a sound system. It's about creating an environment for people to hear the gospel, for people to encounter the presence of God in worship. As we talk about playground equipment, what we're talking about is creating an environment that's investing into the next generation, an environment where our children will grow to love the presence of God, to love His people, to love being in church. And so I want to ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us financially. I want to ask you to ask God if He would have you to give and what He would have you to give towards the completion of this project. And here's the good news, that if God lays it on your heart, I know that God will provide. And ultimately, our hope is and our belief, our trust is that God will provide all we need, as Paul says, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So I want to say thank you so much for your faith, for your partnership. And I want to say let's continue to press on. I can't wait to be with you in the open house. Well, church, I want to say a big thank you uh, to all of you. Uh, as we look back over 2021, it has been an incredible year, a year that I believe we will tell the testimonies of and the stories of uh, for years to come. And I want to say thank you to each of you for being on this journey. 2020 and 2021 has been a year that we never would have expected, but out of the challenges, God has been so good and so faithful. And so I want to say thank you for being people of vision, for being people that 
don't just see with your natural eyes the challenges and the difficulties, but see with eyes of faith, that see with eyes of the Spirit, the purpose of God and the promise of God. And so I want to say thank you for that. And I also want to say again, let's continue to live by faith. That's what Habakkuk said, the just shall live by faith. And that means that as long as we have air in our lungs, as long as our hearts are beating, we are continuing to live by faith. We never graduate. As long as we're in this life, we never graduate from the life of faith. And so as we move into a new year, I want to say, let's continue to live by faith. Let's continue to believe God for greater things. Even as you're making plans uh, for your family, for your own personal life, perhaps financial plans and dreams, or perhaps for your family, for your home, for your vocation, your business, let's continue to dream God dreams, kingdom dreams. And let's believe that as we put the kingdom of God first, that God will provide everything we need, not only in our own families, but also for our collective church family. And as I've shared with you already, in the natural, uh, there is still needs to be met. Um, We have raised the funds to purchase the building, to begin renovations, and we are so eager to start those renovations in the coming weeks. But there are needs still to be met, uh, as I've shared, the AVL needs, um, chairs and cafe equipment, And uh, even additions to construction, things that we didn't choose to do, but were just um, part of the project, part of the process. Anybody that's ever built anything uh, knows that there's challenges that come up. And so we've shared those with you. Some of that is just due to inflation. Some of it is due to the addition of fire sprinklers. But I I, want to bring to your attention, again, this Vision Builders brochure. Hopefully you've received one of these. And really this brochure uh, represents the gap between where we're at and where we're trusting God to go in 2022. And in this brochure, we share with you three phases that we're believing God to accomplish and to complete by faith. Uh, The first phase is to complete the construction uh, in order to get our certificate of occupancy. And that requires all in about $300,000. Again, those are things that we've not necessarily chosen to do, but things that are required just because of the project. And there are certain things that uh, are less expensive to do upfront rather than to go back and retrofit later, such as storefront windows. The windows on the building need to be replaced. Uh, We could just replace the front doors, which is uh, one expense, but it's cheaper while we're doing that to go ahead and replace all of the storefront glass with new windows. And it really does give it curb appeal and helps to let our light shine into the community. And so we want this building to be a place that represents excellence, that represents vision and represents the light of God's kingdom, even in a community and a world that can be so dark. And so phase one is the completion of construction for $300,000. We are believing God to receive that by March 1st. And I know in the natural, that may seem like a a big goal. But as I've said before, we have a big God. And in the natural, I can't do it and you can't do it. But God can do it. 
And I don't know about you, but as I look to the new year, both for our church and uh, for my family and my life personally, I don't want to plan just with what's in my pocket. I don't want to plan just in the natural. I don't want to dumb down my vision to my own natural ability. I want to allow God to bring faith, to bring supernatural expectation. Because as we've talked about over Christmas with God, all things are possible. Nothing will be impossible. So I'm standing in faith, believing God, that we will accomplish that goal of completing construction. I'm standing in faith that we will complete the second phase uh, this year, and that is for the church equipment and really everything that we need to do church. Um, those are things like the AVL equipment. Those are things like new chairs. Now, uh, we will do the best we can with what we have, and we will move forward as God provides. Practically speaking, if we've got to bring lawn chairs, we'll bring lawn chairs. But I believe that God is able to provide everything we need. And we really want this to be a place that is not just for our church family, but a place that we can welcome other people in. It's kind of like when you move into a new house. Uh, those of you maybe who have remember buying your first house. I know for Jennifer and I, we didn't have a lot of furniture and we were willing to make do with what we had. I think we had one love seat that we bought from a, um, from a thrift store. And uh, you make do with what you have, but I believe that God wants this to be a place that uh, reveals his excellence, reveals his abundance, reveals his provision to the world around us. And so you move into the house and you don't have to have a table, but it's hard to invite people over for dinner if you don't have a table. And we want this to be a place that not only meets our own needs, but also is a place that is open to the community. And so we want to not only finish phase two, which is church equipment, but phase three, and that is hospitality and events. That's the cafe. That's the uh, all of the furniture, cafe tables and cafe chairs and um, all of the things, playground equipment, that are really needed to fulfill the vision that God has given to us. And so I want to ask you, as we come to the end of this year, to once again, let's stir our faith. Let's stir our vision. I want to ask you uh, to stand in faith and to believe God to provide everything we need. The fact is that we set out in 2021 to accomplish something that in the natural was just impossible, but God was faithful. And the same God who has brought us this far will not leave us now. I love what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Galatians, having begun in the spirit, will you now be made perfect or made complete in the flesh? And so we're not moving from the spirit into the flesh. We're going to continue to walk in the spirit by faith. And we're going to believe God to provide everything we need. And so I want to ask you again, just to prayerfully consider what God would have you to give, to contribute towards this. Uh, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Uh, the funds that we are communicating, the needs that we're communicating, they could be met in a number of ways. There may be people that would say, uh, you know, the, uh, I don't want to just give the money, but I've got a connection uh, on the equipment and I can help to make this equipment possible. Um, maybe some of you say, uh, I'm a tradesperson, or I know a tradesperson, and maybe we can drive down the construction costs through people donating time or services. 
And so there's more than one way for us to accomplish it, but we want to share with you really what the need is. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know who will do it, and it's God. God will be faithful to bring to pass everything that He's promised. And so we're so excited, and I just want to believe God with you, and I want to pray that God would show Himself faithful. And then I want to answer some practical questions for those of you that have time to stay around today. But can I pray for you? And pray for this year that God would provide everything we need as we look to the new year ahead. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful community. God, thank you that even as we're scattered today in our homes and with our families, with our roommates, our friends, Lord, perhaps watching online at some other time, God, thank you, Lord, that the church is not the building, it's the people. God, you said that you would build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And God, we've seen over the last two years, 20 months, Father, we've seen what we can only say is your faithfulness to our community. And God, we thank you that you are calling us once again to stir ourselves in faith. Lord, although the church is not the building, it's people, but God, people need a place. We need a house, a home for our community. God, we want a hub to invite our neighbors and friends and the surrounding community into. And so, Father, we join together in faith, Lord, believing you to do what you have promised. Father, we thank you, Lord, as Habakkuk said, write the vision and make it plain. Lord, we have done that. Lord, your word says, though it may tarry, it shall come to pass. And so, Father, we thank you today, God, that it shall come to pass. We thank you that Everything we need shall be provided, Lord, according to your riches and glory. And so, God, we ask you, Lord, to speak to us. We ask you to guide us, Lord, to speak to our hearts individually, God, as, as to what you would have us to do, Lord. And we trust, Father, that what you have started, you will be faithful to complete. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, church, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to take some time to answer some practical questions. I know we may run long and some of you may not have time to stick around, but for those of you who do, I've been uh, asked questions and I know some of you may have questions. In fact, if I don't answer your questions today, I'd love for you to email me your questions, either about the open house, about our Vision Builders Initiative. You can always email me at justin at onechurch.net. Uh, if you have financial questions, you can email our uh, financial manager, our CFO, Jeff Welker, jeff at onechurch.net, and we'd be happy to answer all of your questions. But now I want to answer some of your questions. Well, I, I want to take a few minutes to answer some questions, uh, questions that I get oftentimes from individuals, and I know that if I get questions from individuals, uh, there's probably more than one person has a question, and they're great, great questions. So the first question that I want to answer is, what is the open house? What is the open house? Uh, and here is the answer. The open house is a building, and it is the building that will be home for our one church park district family and also a hub for our community. Now, I know this may be a little different than most churches because most churches just refer to their building by the name of the church, and I have no problem with that. I love that. But 
Uh, one thing that I have realized is that most church buildings sit empty uh, 95% of the week, which I think is on one side just a challenge to stewardship uh, that our greatest asset is unused the majority of the week. And so by giving the building a name uh, that is a more flexible and uh, appealing name to the community, uh, I think it gives us the opportunity to welcome other people in. And so we are calling the building the open house in order to be able to utilize it throughout the week. We don't want it to be a church building that's just open for a few hours on Sunday. We want it to be a building that's open throughout the week, both to our church family and also to the community around. And so we're doing it for that reason. We're also, uh, for a stewardship reason, we're also doing it, I would say, for a missional reason. And uh, that is that as our culture becomes increasingly post-Christian, uh, fewer and fewer people have a proclivity to going to church. Uh, in 2021, for the first time in the history of America, there's fewer people going to church on Sundays than aren't going to church. The majority of people are now no longer going to church. And so practically speaking, people don't want to go to church. Now, that doesn't mean that the mission of the church should be diminished. In fact, it means the mission of the church is more needed than ever. But we can also be wise as serpents and harmless as a dove. And so by giving the building a, uh, a name that is not just the name of the church, it gives us the opportunity to make it more appealing to people to come into an event like a, a Friday night family night where there's live music in the backyard, kids activities, food trucks, uh, and just a wonderful, warm, family-friendly environment that people who are not even followers of Jesus yet feel very comfortable coming into. Also, we want to be able to do things like Alpha. You know, Alpha has historically been our primary evangelistic outreach, just creating an environment for people to explore the big questions of life. And uh, for people that are not yet Christians, uh, the, the fact that the building is, has a neutral name, the open house, uh, gives us the opportunity to welcome those people in. And so we're doing it for a stewardship reason, to be able to utilize it throughout the week. We're also doing it for a missional reason. And just practically speaking, maybe an explanation that can help is this. Uh, I think most of you have been to my parents' house, or where they used to live, at Bramble Tree Estate. Uh, that was their home, uh, but they also used it as an event space uh, and rented it out throughout the week for weddings and other events. And so uh, the building, the house, the property was called Bramble Tree Estate. They were called the Johnsons. That's their last name. And so our church will continue to be called One Church. We love that name. It speaks of unity. Uh, it was Jesus's prayer that his followers would be one. And so that'll continue to be our name. Uh, but the building will be called the Open House. So practically speaking, uh, one of the benefits of this property is there's multiple signs outside the building. And so we will have a sign that says One Church. One Church meets here so that people who are looking for a church will know that's a place I can go on Sundays throughout the week for all of the ministry that normally happens in a church building. But it will also say the Open House and Ohe Cafe. So uh, practically speaking, Ohe Cafe will be a uh, functional cafe that will operate throughout the week in the open house. And so we want to welcome people in throughout the week 
to the cafe to get a cup of coffee, to spend time, whether they're doing work on their laptop or whether they have children that they want to bring with them to play in the uh, play areas, we want it to be open throughout the week. So that's a little bit of a long description, but what is the open house? It's a building where the church will meet, one church, park district will meet there, and we wanna bring in our neighbors and community around us. All right, another question that uh, I've been asked, maybe you've wondered, and I would love to try to answer is this, is the building big enough? Is the building big enough? And the simple answer is no, it's not big enough. And I would say this, there is not a building big enough to contain what God wants to do. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter whether it seats hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands. The Orange County Convention Center is not big enough to contain all that God wants to do. But practically speaking, as a church family right now, the building does facilitate and does seat in the main gathering hall, 150 people, plus additional social hall, cafe, office space, kids' classrooms, three kids' classrooms. We'll have an area that we can utilize as a mom's room during the services. So the, the full capacity of the building is about 400 people. Uh, but the main gathering hall is 150 people. Of course, we can open the back doors when the weather is nice. We can put chairs outside so we can seat even more than that, but let's call it 150 people uh, in the main gathering hall plus kids. So practically speaking, uh, that would seat our church at this current time. It also gives us the opportunity to do multiple services. And so when we're not setting up and tearing down every week for the same amount of energy, we can have multiple services, not only on Sundays, but also ministry throughout the week, in the evenings, Bible studies, classes. We really want to see that be a place that we can uh, develop all the ministries that God has put in our heart. When I think about the building, I think about not just Sunday services. Uh, I would love for us to have a Bible college there. Uh, I can envision maybe on Monday nights there's a Bible college for those of you that want to grow deeper in your understanding of God's Word, whether it's just for your own uh, personal spiritual growth or maybe for those that feel called to vocational ministry and you feel like, I need to prepare for the calling that God has for me. We'd love to do that. And we actually already have a partnership with Logos University that would allow us to offer degrees. So we want to have a Bible college that would meet there. I'd love for us, as I already mentioned, to have uh, Alpha. And uh, maybe on Tuesday nights, we would have Alpha. And when Alpha's not in session, other classes um, that just help to teach and train. Um, Wednesday nights, we'd love for that to be a youth night. Uh, where we can have a youth group and also house churches can meet throughout the property. So I could envision maybe a youth group meeting in the gathering hall, house church on the front porch, house church in the cafe, uh, house church in the backyard, house church in the social hall. And um, I, I, we've always believed that small groups are essential. So we will continue to not only have Sunday services and we'll have the opportunity to have, do multiple services, but ministry throughout the week. And this property gives us the potential for future expansion. 
Uh, there is uh, adjoining property that we believe will be a future phase of development. So that's really an awesome opportunity to not only do multiple services, but also to expand in the future. But the last thing that I would say to answer that question, is the building big enough? Uh, is that part of the unique calling that we feel that God has given to us is not just to uh, bring people into church, but also to send people out on mission, to send people out to plant churches, to send people out to start uh, you know, new ministries, to send people out as missionaries. And I know that not all of us will be sent out in that capacity, but we do believe that's part of what God has called us to do is not to just grow through addition, but to grow through multiplication, sending people out. And so I like to say it this way, uh, really our success is not determined by our seating capacity, but our sending capacity. And so practically speaking, uh, is the building big enough to contain everything that God wants to do? No, no building is. But it is big enough for us to continue to grow, to double, triple in size, and also to uh, have future building on a capacity on that property and also to send people out to plant churches. And so is the building big enough? No, but we've got a big vision, a big God. We believe that God's going to provide everything we need. Our Third question that I want to answer today is what's happening with house church? What's happening with house churches when we move into the open house? And uh, I know some people have asked, will we still have house church? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, we have always believed that uh, small groups are essential. And of course, during the 2020 COVID season, uh, that really became the primary expression of church as we were not able to gather in large gatherings. And even now, as we only have a venue available biweekly, we are in a biweekly rhythm. But when we are able to meet weekly and throughout the week at the open house in large gatherings, we also believe small gatherings, small groups are essential. When you look at the life of Jesus, uh, he taught the multitudes, but he discipled in small groups. And so we believe that a small group, uh, maybe 8, 10, 12, up to 15 people in a small group is a perfect context just to build relationships, to get to know one another, to take care of each other, uh, and also to help encourage each other in spiritual growth, in uh, relational discipleship. And so as we move into the building, we're not going to stop doing house church. The format of that and the frequency of it will change. So rather than meeting on a Sunday morning, uh, house churches would likely meet at another time of the week, perhaps as I mentioned earlier, um, one evening out of the week, as we have historically with connect groups, we would do the same. Some of those may meet in homes. Some of those may meet on property. I know uh, on the property at the open house. I know uh, for those of you with small children, I know sometimes having a house church or small group in your home can be a challenge just because uh, for some of us, we uh, have taken the um, command be fruitful and multiply personally. And we have been prolific in multiplying. And so we sometimes have more kids than we have adults. And so we're so glad that we'll have a place uh, with the uh, indoor play area, kids classrooms where the children can be while we're meeting in a cafe or social hall for house church. So house church will not go away. It will continue. 
but we will have the opportunity for groups to meet both in homes across the city and also at the open house. Uh, in addition, one of the things that we love about House Church is we believe that as God's given us the call to multiply as a church family and to plant other churches, that House Church really becomes kind of the embryonic expression of church planting. Uh, that that will become the form that we will uh, move into church planting with. That doesn't mean that every house church is going to become a church plant, but it does mean that those who feel called to plant a church would likely begin with a house church type of setting. And so we're excited, even as we're in the open house, to continue small groups in house church where we can build relationships, take care of each other, know each other's names. It's super, super important. And so uh, hopefully that answers the question, if that was a question that you had, as I've been asked from other people. But uh, thank you guys so much for sticking around for all of these questions. And uh, I can't wait to be back together. As you have questions in the future, feel free to bring those to me. If you have questions this week, email those. If you have questions even about giving, maybe you have questions about end-of-year giving, you can uh, shoot those to me or to jeff at onechurch.net. But uh, guys, thanks so much for joining us today and hope you are all enjoying this holiday season. Hope you have a happy, happy new year. I can't wait to see you in January, January 22nd. Uh, don't miss it. It's going to be our New Year's service. It's going to be faith building, an incredible time. So I can't wait to see you next Sunday at the Winter Park Community Center. Have an awesome week. See you next year. said January 22nd. Oh, man. Sorry. You want to just redo that last segment? Yeah. I, do you know what part I... Um. <sighs> January 22nd. I'm sorry. I have 2022 in my brain. I know. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Are you, if it Matt, you want to redo it? Do you want I'll, to redo it or is it... Well... I do want to redo it okay. if I said January 22nd, but I'm just thinking of end of year giving. Um, if you have questions about end of year giving, you can email me or uh, what you said there. And uh, I want to encourage you, or I want to invite you all to. Why don't I just start from, thanks so much for sticking around for these questions. If you have additional questions, is that okay? Well, church, thank you for sticking around for these uh, questions and response. I hope you find that helpful. I know if I receive those questions from some people, I know some of you may have been asking those questions. If you have additional questions, feel free to email me at justin at onechurch.net. Uh, or if you have questions about giving and finances, uh, feel free to reach out to Jeff Welker at jeff at onechurch.net. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for being a part of all that God has done this year. I can't wait to see you January 2nd at the Winter Park Community Center for our New Year's service. It's going to be awesome. So I hope you'll plan to join us Sunday, January 2nd, 10 a.m. Can't wait to see you then. God bless you.